Hello, friends, and hello, Jeff. Welcome to your favorite, my favorite, everybody's favorite therapy-themed podcast. We're talking about something that's maybe not everybody's favorite today. No, it's not everybody's favorite, but I think it's probably what we all go through many, many times in life. So it's an important topic. Mm -hmm. So many times. It's a human experience, probably one of the most painful, if you ask me, depending on like, it's the worst. Yeah, we're talking about breaking up. Breaking up. We're talking about the old heartbreak, Mm -hmm. the old how to break up, what that looks like at different stages in the relationship. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, so we're going to be focusing on how to break up. Like, I guess if you're the breaker upper, we can also talk about like yes. how to maybe accept the breakup if you're the breakup. Yes. But Sarah, um, do you typically do the breaking up or do you typically get broken up with? I would say I typically, you know, it's probably 50, 50. Hmm. Good balance. I, I would have said that I do the breaking up with, but the, I think what, what I did was improperly end relationships that were very short lived (laughs) in ways that I like, I guess I was doing the breaking up when I was just kind of fading away. I guess it was like ghosting before ghosting maybe. And then I feel like I'm the one who, who, who said I would like to get divorced. Mm. So, Mm -hmm. You know, I've broken up with somebody after a year or so, Mm -hmm. but I've also been uh, dumped in relationships where I was very invested and for different reasons, you know, like kind of like mutual, uh, you know, we're not really feeling this and and Mm -hmm. we should end things. Then like the out of the blue, Mm -hmm. like what the heck just happened Mm -hmm. kind of breaking up with. So I feel like I've, I've had a mix um, yeah, it's probably 50, 50. How about you? Um, I think I break up with them maybe 75% of the time. Okay. Um, and I, I was just talking to a friend or asked somebody like, would you rather do the breaking up or would you rather get broken up with? What do you think, Sarah? Right off the bat, you want to say I'd rather do the breaking up with, mm-hmm. but the, the relationships that I think about mm-hmm. the most, as far as maybe like not being sure how the other person really felt Mm. and making sure, you know, because I do, I am empathetic. I do care about another person's feelings and I do want somebody to know that like, just because it doesn't work doesn't mean that they're not a great human. And that all sounds so phony baloney when Mm -hmm. you're like in the process of getting broken up. And I think the response to sometimes to me breaking up with people has been this very like, fine. I'm okay kind of thing. Hmm. And I think that could sometimes be hiding real feelings because I Hmm. think there are people whose hearts I really did break. Mm -hmm. And I do feel that feeling guts me more than having my heart broken. Totally. I hate guts me like, and I don't want to be like narcissistic. Like I ruined, you know, relationships for people, but like for first, there were like a couple where I'm just like, I am, I feel bad Mm -hmm. for how, easy it was for me to end things and how hard it was for them to have me end things. Yeah. And that's not fair. No, I don't want to be narcissistic, but I am narcissistic. It feels like I am in these situations where like, 
sometimes I get in my head of like, if I break up with them, their life will be ruined. How will they recover? There's no way they're going to get out of bed. And that's never true actually, but there's just like so much guilt and responsibility, you know? So I'd rather get broken up with, even though that's horribly painful, just because like the act of actually breaking up with somebody saying it, like having it come out of your mouth. Oh oh, God. Figuring out like when to say it, what to say. Yeah. So we're going to go over all of that. I'm getting sick just thinking (sighs) about it right now. (laughs) We're going to talk about it. But I do think because we've both been on the receiving and giving end of like breakups that it's, it's good to talk about what it feels like, like Mm -hmm. the, what feels good Mm -hmm. and what, doesn't feel so good. Yeah. So let's let's get let's get right into it. Let's dive shall in, we? Sarah. Let's start with yeah. how to end it after just like a date or two or three. Yes. Right. Just sort of like yeah. very very early on because I know that a lot of people get hung up on just that. Like they don't know what to say. They go on a date and they just they're not feeling it. They're not vibing. It doesn't feel good. There's like the chemistry that like they they're just not really feeling a spark or whatever it is, and they like need to end it. What and I think a lot of us sort of decide to ghost maybe after one or two or even three dates, right? This falls into the category of procrastinating. You're putting off doing something because you want to avoid the emotions that come with it. Even if the emotions are the feelings about the, like somebody else's feelings, like I don't want to hurt somebody else because that makes me feel guilty and Mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. There was a time when I was this person, like I said, I kind of avoided Mm -hmm. saying things. And then something switched. I don't know if it was, I think it was after I was ghosted in a relationship or like my version of that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, or like left without an explanation that I said, I'm going to just say it. I'm just going to say the things and I'm not going to go on eh, me, you know, like dates when, when Mm -hmm. I don't want to be Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to end things before I start creating a, false narrative about like what the relationship really is and like ignore red flags. And when I did it the first time and it like was so easy, Mm. I became kind of addicted to, I was like, (laughs) Oh yeah, let's do that. (laughs) Like it it was, it was like, yeah, I'm just going to think it it felt very empowering. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that reframe or I just like that frame. That's the right frame to frame it with is that it's very empowering. You're being very honest. You're setting a good example. You're being a role model for them so that they can do that in the future with people that they're not clicking with. Like you're setting a trend. Look at you trendsetter doing a healthy trend. Yeah. I love this for you. I love this for everybody. (laughs) Just like being really honest. And I think what you said, like it's key to like stop going on dates when you, when you know, it's not going to be a thing, which is hard to do because it, the, the thing that I do is just like, well, maybe that wasn't a great date, but like, let's see what happens. Well, eh, let's see right. what happens again. And also, if I'm on the third date with you and I'm like a little on the fence, I'm still going to be like, what's your life story? Tell me everything about right. you. So, and that's coming off as like very intimate, right? Totally. <laughs> giving them the wrong idea. Exactly. So I'm maybe. like, even though I'm not intending to do it, I can be experienced as like maybe leading somebody on because I'm asking very vulnerable questions. I want to have these really interesting conversations. And if I'm on the fence and it's like, ah, now they're all of a sudden getting a little bit more attached or a little bit more excited. So I kind of like need to be transparent about where I am or just not go on that second or third or fourth date or something. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And that does feel good to be that person who engages somebody else and like makes them excited to, to mm-hmm. go on a date, but that isn't sustainable. That's like not why mm-hmm. you Mm-hmm. love somebody in the right. long run. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, absolutely. So, okay. So let's say you go on one or two dates. Yeah. Do you have a line of like what to say if you're not feeling it? It was funny. I was going to look back in my text messages <laughs> to like guys that I was like dating and be like, what I say? Because I did, I remember there was one that I, I went out with for, there was one guy I went out with for a while and like I was, I stayed at his house for a little bit and, and it just like the vibe changed. Mm. And so I was like, you know, it, it, I'm sensing a different energy from you mm-hmm. that feels like maybe this is kind of fizzling out. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. am I picking up, am I reading the same thing you're reading? Like, what do you say? Like, were you, mm-hmm. I think this is the better that we're just friends or something like you're that. You're sort of, when you're yeah. like, when you're bringing that up, it's almost like you're asking for a conversation. Do you like to have yeah. a conversation to kind of do a check-in? Like, I'm not feeling it. Are you feeling it? Like what's going on here? Does that work for you? I think if you've been dating for a while, because mm-hmm. in the relationship I'm in now, you know, there were, there were conversations that we needed to have mm-hmm. that I think in the past I was definitely conflict avoidant. I would have just been like, mm, I'll just break up <laughs> and, because it was like recent and I'm so glad I didn't. And I'm mm-hmm. so glad that I had a difficult conversation. So I do think it's important to have conversations. It depends on, uh, are you asking for what you need? Mm-hmm. Because it's not fair to break up with somebody for them not meeting your needs when you're not clearly asking them sure. or not giving them the opportunity right. to do that. Because as soon as I did, he's like, oh, you want this? Right. You know, it was like the whole mango. Uh, uh, you know, showing up, am oh, I showing up to your house with a basket full of oranges and, and like, mm-hmm. are you showing up in my house with a basket full of oranges? I'm like, where's my mangoes? Mm-hmm. And then my adorable boyfriend, when we had this discussion, picked me up from the airport with a mango. <laughs> oh my God. The cutest. It makes me want to vomit. Um, so yeah. So I think, I think that, yeah, uh, I, but the, changed. if it's just like maybe one or two dates and I know that like, I'm not feeling it and I'm then I'm probably not going to like right. want to have a conversation. Right. So I might say something like, I'm not feeling a romantic connection or I'm feeling more of a friend vibe sort of thing yeah. where it's just like, this is how I feel. It kind of doesn't matter how you feel because like I'm, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling connected. And then there's sort of like the possibility of maybe having a conversation after that. And I'm wondering like, if you've only gone on a date or date or two or three and you're just like, I'm not feeling this. And then they ask you like, can you tell me more? (laughs) Why don't you want to continue seeing me do like, how honest are you? Because I feel like a lot of times we might say like, I'm not feeling a romantic connection and that's very straightforward and also very vague. I'm not telling you why I'm not feeling a romantic connection, but there's probably reasons why I'm not feeling that. And I'm telling you in a vague way because I don't want to tell you the specifics about like why I'm not feeling it. However, if you're asking me and you really want to get some feedback, I might consider giving you some feedback if I think that it could help you on your dating journey. So if I, if, if I'm not feeling a romantic connection because you never asked me any questions or because you talked over me all the time, Uh or like, those are just sort of like really big deal breaker pet peeves. And you might not know that you're doing it. So I'm going to tell you that you're doing it so that when you go on and you date other people, you'll leave some space for them or you'll ask them, you know what I mean? 
Yeah. It seems like you're, you're really good. thinking about this, Sarah. Yeah, because I'm trying to think about what... I, I've never asked anybody what... Hey, what's up? Why don't you like me? <laughs> I went, I went on know? like a little... I think I've probably been scared for the answer. Well, yeah, and, and that's then the I thing. I make up crazy answers in the mind. You have to... You really have to brace. There was a time where I was going on lots of first, second, and third dates and not getting to fourth dates. And mm-hmm. it's happened maybe like four or five times in a row. And I was just like, I have no idea why this is happening. What the fuck is going on? I'm going to go ahead and ask all these women that I've like recently been on dates with oh, and be like, just give it to me. You high fidelity did. Yeah, yeah, I did. And I got a couple of them were like, that were very similar that like, well, you're not like um, masculine enough for me. You're not like manly enough for me. And I was like, oh, there's nothing I can do about it. Like, I guess right. I could pretend to be. And also ask her to different time in her cycle because that changes <laughs> our desire that I've heard yeah. that referred to. It's funny. We just talked about high fidelity because I think this mm. is that actor. Mm-hmm. It, I've heard it described as the John Cusack, Brad Pitt oh. or John Cusack, George Clooney Interesting. Uh, a phenomenon uh-huh. where you can even watch it in movies where we put the leading man will be like hunky. And then the, six months later, the leading man will be like, like John Cusack, uh-huh. like emotional and ever, and this is that that women are attracted to ma- that men with more of those masculine, like stereotypically, like oh, I could lift this boulder kind of right. thing, like at at different times in their cycle, and the man who's going to be like nurturing and protecting and love you forever, mm-hmm. like at other times. Mm-hmm. So throw it all out the window if you're on birth control, because like, good point, good point. Yeah, so. You know, so, just saying. Yeah, if you do ask for feedback, really brace for it because it could be yeah. hard to hear and maybe never. Yeah, ask. some things you can't change. Yeah, and if somebody's being I'm vague, sure they're being polite, <laughs> and let them be polite. Um, but the I've asked for reasons and I've not gotten good answers. Oh, really? So I think sometimes people don't like that I hold them accountable for things. And it's usually that is often like something I think in relationships that's like at about the three month mark where it breaks mm-hmm. off is when I there there. And this is in more immature relationships, mm-hmm. but I tend to be that's been my issue is I'm too accommodating. And I'm like, mm-hmm. OK, OK, well, we can work on that. Da, da, da. No, some things you're not allowed to do. And then when I change and I go put the foot down, mm-hmm. they're like, whoa, I hate this. I can't keep doing that thing. Mm-hmm. And and like walk all over you and like mm-hmm. like not have boundaries and then you know yeah it's a whole thing light. they don't like it <laughs> so they i say why do you want to break up and they can't say because you don't let me be controlling anymore mm-hmm. yeah or maybe they don't know that but i think that may be some of the reasons that's the thing too is that like they they might not know why they're breaking up with you they may just like feel intimidated but not actually be in contact with it they might feel like the vibe is off but that's because you're being more yourself or who knows like these like very short or beginning stage relationships between like Mm -hmm. one date and maybe even like up to three months it's there's a lot of projection that's going on there um so sometimes we end things with people because we're just sort of like projecting stuff onto them that has nothing to do with them and so if somebody's breaking up with me on the first date it's just like you don't even fucking know me like right at all yeah and it's totally i can always tell when i'm like oh Mm -hmm. this is to get back at your an ex or this is to you know especially as somebody who young like in a time where not a lot of people had a bunch of tattoos (laughs) like when i was young and dating and like I got I was fully sleeved by like 18 Mm -hmm. and I can always tell when I was dating the kind of guy who like 
and I had jet black hair, piercings all over, like yeah. look like the goth chick. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I'm like safe goth chick because I was like working in elementary schools right. and like really well behaved, <laughs> like going to school, like mm-hmm. get you know taking care of my shit, mm-hmm. and you know. Because don't judge a book by its cover, right. and not all goth chicks are, are you know, yeah. whatever people think they're doing. <laughs> um, so they're like I date, like I could tell when these guys were like just dating me to like to get the exact what they believe is the exact uh, so opposite. Yeah. Of and then they are like, oh no, she's the same. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. It. Uh... <laughs> dating <laughs> dating it's is- awful it's 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 awful but it's also like the human pr- in the same way this is going to sound like a silly analogy but i was having like just a rough rough day snowboarding mm. and i was like i i was joking with my boyfriend i'm like do i even like snowboarding i was like my feet hurt mm. i've complained all day long it's fucking cold mm-hmm. the conditions suck mm-hmm. i'm like i don't even do i even like this and i thought about it i was like I would say 90%, 70 to 90% of that sport is misery, Mm -hmm. is like being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And you do it all for that 10%, that ride down, that like the fun Mm -hmm. that makes it all worth it. Mm -hmm. And it feels kind of like that with love (laughs) and with all this stuff. Except like, you know, it's like really shit. Well, it is exactly that. Really shitty in the beginning. And then you get get a little better and a little more resilient and things get a little bit easier. And sometimes sure. ooh, the conditions are just fucking bad and it's miserable, but then you get that really good ride and yeah. woo, it's fun. Yeah. But it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of effort and you can't yeah. just bail. I mean, you could bail, but then you're not in a relationship anymore. So if you want to be totally. in a relationship, yeah, you could just quit. Mm-hmm. You could just say I'm out and, and I don't want to wrong with that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's totally right. fine. But if you long term, if you want to yeah. be like have a companion or a family or whatever, you got to yeah. like, get through the tough conditions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And those things really are the things that, that make you see like how wonderful what you get in the end, like what you end up. Mm -hmm. We got to learn. We got to like, you know, try all the foods to decide what our favorite is. You do got to try all the foods. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of them taste bad. (laughs) But we, but I do want to take just, I do want to talk about really good foods. Oh, this is like, I thought you were meaning to do it. (laughs) That is so funny. I didn't mean to do that. Maybe it's just because I'm thinking about the delicious lunch Mm, that I have in my refrigerator. Oh, uh, my, I did, uh, today I made split, like pea and basically like vegetarian, like uh, Mediterranean fritters with this couscous and roasted red pepper salad. And then it's like kale and cucumber salad with it. Cause you know, I'm trying after Christmas and the holidays where I was like, we're just going to enjoy everything. Mm -hmm. Now I just want to feel a little bit better Mm. and maybe make some changes, like start the new year fresh. I want to start eating super healthy. Mm -hmm. So lucky for me, I have green chef because let me tell you, delivery boxes are my way to go. I am super, super anti-food waste Mm -hmm. and delivery boxes save like 38% less food waste Mm -hmm. than you'd normally have. It's freaking amazing. Mm -hmm. And all the things that you want, you want organic food delivered, fantastic. And you can like customize it. You want your keto meals. Mm -hmm. You want, I choose the Mediterranean one. Mm -hmm. That's my favorite. Mm -hmm. I love a Mediterranean like diet and, you know, and by diet, I don't mean like diet, like 
depriving yourself because right. oh my god i'm not depriving myself of these meals i mean like mediterranean diet as in diet you eat <laughs> and oh my god is it so freaking good have you ordered from Hello, from Green Chef? Before? I just put in my order. I am incredibly excited because I'm so bad at doing grocery shopping and planning for foods and, and picking out all the right ingredients at my store. Like, it takes so long. I hate going there. It's such a process. So if I just have, like, food delivered to me with all the ingredients and all the instructions on how to make it, I am just, like, in heaven. So I cannot wait to get my first box. And... Y- you're a therapist like me. Don't at the end of the day when you've like had a bunch of sessions, like mm. the last thing you want to do is decide mm-hmm. what meal you're going to cook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. No. no way. I need that decided for me. But I do want the act of cooking to help me unwind and relax yes. and kind of like focus on me and de-stress at the end of the day. So like I want that as like a nice like, but to make it the fun parts, not the awful parts. So thank goodness for Green Chef and uh I've got an offer for you. Uh, so you can go to greenchef.com slash TCE60 and use code TCE60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash TCE60 and use code TCE60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. I love this. And I hope you used our code because like, hello, 60% off. Yeah, 60% off is ridiculous. So if you're going yes. through a breakup or if you just oh, got broken up God. with and you want to start like eating healthy and easy. Yeah, get that revenge bot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, nothing's motivated me more than like dating like feel well i mean this is like biology i'm like i gotta make myself like Mm -hmm. you know it's like the 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 birds like making their feathers like (laughs) fluffing them up it's what i'm doing Mm -hmm. i'm like oh i'm gonna eat well and i'm gonna like drink water make myself look like a a, not a troll person (laughs) like if you want to look like not a troll person yeah TCE 60. But let's, uh, so let's talk about how to end things once you get kind of like after like the three month mark. So we talked about like what to do after the first or second or third date. And you were kind of talking a little bit more about like how to have like a conversation about this. Oh, so I just made a video about this recently. I want your feedback, Sarah, and you can totally disagree with me or you can call me a genius. Those are your two options. Okay, great. I will do one. Note, note it. (laughs) So a lot of times, maybe like around the three month mark, we, um, we define the relationship or we become exclusive or whatever. It's like, okay, we are in relationship, right? So you have that talk. I think. Whoa, 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 what? whoa, whoa, what? whoa, what? whoa. Three month mark? <laughs> Does that feel too soon for you? No, that feels too long. <laughs> I ain't getting any younger over here. When do you define think, the relationship? Well, it depends on how many. I think we need to go on. I don't know. We need to go on a few dates. I think that it's hard to put a timeline on things. I think that the time spent together, but just like studying, you know, you can't cram before the test Mm -hmm. and then just go take the test. There are studies done on like what's the most effective kind of studying and you got to like study and then sleep and then take the test. That there's something very important about that time for you to like have in between Uh and have like some distance for your mind to like. Mm-hmm. I don't know, do its thing. So I think that people need to like go on dates. But if you do that thing where you like spend every single waking oh minute God, together, right. for, yeah. don't no. You need some distance. You need to like see other humans. You need to get out of the bubble. Yes. 
and then like you know so it can't be like that like time in a row but i, I for me and like i was very busy when i first started dating eli and i was like uh i can date you four weeks from now on a tuesday <laughs> night and yeah he says that he's like you are so hard to date um so yeah i think some t- like after just a, a more more opportunities to learn more about each other rather than mm-hmm. a time like mm-hmm. an exact timeline it sure. probably on average comes out to about three months but you know what if you we'll want to define the relationship after five days right. or three right. months like you do you you know I, I'm, yeah. I'm not trying to say we're not trying to yeah. say that there is a specific time that we should all right. wait or we should all do it um so whenever you decide to have that yeah talk to define the relationship, maybe be exclusive. I think it's a really good idea to follow up that talk with if things end, how do you want me to break up with you? Oh my gosh. I never thought of this. Yeah. I think it's fucking great. So now, cause now yes. if, if you're telling me this, I don't have to like stress about like oh my God. how I'm, I'm going to do it I'm or what I'm going to tell you like this, even though like he yeah. says, he's like, stop talking about us breaking up. We're going to be together for it. That's the but feedback I, I get. I want to do this. This is good. <laughs> yeah. I still think it's a good idea. Cause like most of the time relationships come to an end. And if you tell me how you want me to end it with, and also like, I want to tell you, I want to be texted text me. You probably think that that would be like fucked up. You need to do it in person. I don't want to be humiliated in person. I don't want to like feel reactionary right like in front of you. I want you to text me about it so I can like have my reaction in private and so I can think about it so then I can like let you know like, okay, let's talk on the phone or let's talk in person. Like I want to have the option to see you in person, but first deliver it over text. Oh my God, Eli, if you're listening and you dare send me a breakup text with us living together it says we break out i will tell your mother that's what i would do eli if you and i one day start dating (laughs) and fall in love even if we're living together i want you to send me a text that's Mm -hmm. like you don't don't have to say like i want to break up with you but you can be like very you can be like we need to talk because i have something serious to talk to you about like i want to know that, like, oh my god! If you say out. we need to talk and I have some mystery, you might as well just say I'm breaking up with you because th- God help you if you send that text for anything else. <laughs> that that only means one thing. Could you imagine? It was oh. like, what color dress should I buy right. or something dumb? Like, oh, this is why it's important. That I, See, Sarah and I want to get broken so up with in very different ways. Yeah, and this is why communication. You know. Uh, it's so important to communicate congruently. We were talking about that with breaking up after just one, two, or three dates. You know, whatever your heart is saying mm-hmm. and whatever your heart wants, what your wants and needs are, those are things that you need to communicate to mm-hmm. the people who are you're in relationships with. Right. Because nobody's a mind reader. Right. And when we assume that other people know what we're thinking or know what we like, when well, we get our feelings hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Or hurt theirs. Or hurt theirs. Yeah. So, and, and, you, wow. and so the thing is also like a caveat is like if I tell you how I want you to break up with me, I'd like you to break up with me in that way, but you don't have to. Like if something happens or it doesn't seem like it's the right thing to do or if you want to do it in a different way, fine. I'm not going to like totally – I'm just like giving you a really good suggestion of this is how you can end things. I'm not going to like break up with you if you don't <laughs> I'm not going to break up with you if you don't break up with you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so like, and, and sometimes like we can't like script break up. Sometimes they just sort of like come up and you're just like, I need to do this right now. You know, um, I'm going to tell you that I want you to text me. I'm going to tell you the day that I want you to do it. I want it to be on a Friday, not a Sunday. I want it to be like towards wow. the end of the work week. Cause I want to like have time to recover and not have to go to work. I want to be able to like talk to my friends about it. Um, you know, I don't want it to happen like around a birthday or holidays, but that's, I feel like that's asking maybe a little too much. Cause like maybe, well, cause I feel like people tend to do this. They do the yeah. thing of when they're the, the person doing the dumping, mm-hmm. they're like, Oh, I don't want to break up with them because it's their birthday or they'll, they'll say like, Oh, I'm going to do it six months from now. Right. I'm like, what's going to change from now to six months in your feelings? Yeah. If anything, what don't you think that these feelings like, are going to get worse. This is like the, you've got something you've got to deal with. Yeah. And let me out of this relationship. Don't wait six months to break up with me. Even if you think it's like a bad time to do it. Every single thing you're saying is the, what the opposite of what my, (laughs) the guy who dumped me last did. He did it. Like I, I stayed in a hotel Mm. before I then went and stayed with my mom in Costa Rica after like, he was like, we're, gonna break up and also let's move out like we're like not living together anymore and uh i spent the three days before my birthday in a hotel yeah mm. and i remember because i was just recently looking at my points with hotel <laughs> and i was like oh look at that three day in a row stay that i banked a couple of points on mm-hmm. because uh, oh right before my birthday huh that was fun so it does make celebrate like it feels like you have more of an excuse to just like do whatever the fuck you want on your birthday. <laughs> it does feel it's that like way. It's like massage. Yes. Yeah. Pina colada. Yes. <laughs> Hooking up with that random dude. Yes. <laughs> the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Also, side note to the side note, I guess, is one of the... One of my big pet peeves that actually, so I think this is also also a gendered thing. I think that a lot of men who are breaking up with women say this thing more often where they say like, you know what? You deserve better or you're too good for me. Where they sort of like, you know, just like, I'm, I'm, I can't, I can't, I can't do it because you're amazing sort of thing. And instead I'd, I'd rather you say like use I statements like I'm too insecure to be with you, or uh-huh. I don't think we're oh compatible, or I can't give you what you're asking for. So, like, take ownership, because if you're just like, you're too good, I'm too intimidated by you, or some bullshit like that, you're deciding for me what you think. I, you're like, you're saying that I should break up with you, I guess. Like, you're saying that you're not good enough, and I sh- you're Like, I get to make that decision. I get to say when you're not good enough for me. You don't get to tell me when... I think you're not good enough. You know what I mean? Yep. I sure do. Yeah. And it could cause some even like internal confusion with like feelings of about yourself. And like, Mm -hmm. if you think that you're, you know, I often run into people who have low self-worth and if somebody's like, Oh, you're too good for me. And like, I don't know. It just gets kind of like, it it feels weird. And it feels like a cop out. It feels like a cop out. And also like, if you think that like, 
I'm too good for you. How about you step up your fucking game and be just as good as me? You know, like use this as a growth opportunity or maybe like somehow I am too good for you. I don't care. I still want to date you. Like, well, I don't even know what the fuck that means. Or maybe I want to scrape the bottom of the barrel with you. And like, (laughs) right. Exactly. You don't know what I want. Maybe that's exactly what I'm looking for. I'm looking for like, you know, yeah. yeah. Or maybe I see, don't decide for me. Yeah. I see all the potential in you and I see that you, you do really Mm. show up. I know potential is, (laughs) I was like, don't fall in love with Jeff. Slippery slope there. Sarah, that is one of my like biggest things I need to work on is I fall in love with potential (gasps) all the time. Because you can make them better. If anybody can, it's me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's, uh, that oh. actually is not true. I can't make any like that's, that, but that's like I do joke. believe it. We're it's a joke. joking. We're joking. I'm joking oh, here. Joke. Joke, joke, joke. I hope people know that they do. We can't. Don't need to add this claim. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. That that is. I get that. And it's like, yeah, it's that optimism. You're just like mm-hmm. hopeful and optimistic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, that's all. It, like with the right gardener, this seed is yes. flower is gonna bloom and it's going to be so great. Well, Sarah, I also do that thing where like I excuse their behavior a lot. So I'm just like, well, they're having a really hard day or well, they're, they've gone through a lot of trauma or well, they are trying their best, but that, you know, they lose some, we all lose our temper sometimes or well, they're being really condescending, but that's because that's how their mom talked to them. And so that can probably change if the more excuses I make, the more red flags that is. And it's such a red flag that I'm doing that. Like that's my red flag where I'm just like making excuses for all of their shitty behavior. I need to stop doing that because eventually I can't make enough excuses and also their behavior is hurting me. So I need to actually say something about it or get out of the relationship or something, you know? And you won't have to make those kind of statements with somebody who can meet you where you are. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, so let's say you're with somebody for three months or so and you need to end the relationship um, you want it via text. I would have, there were, there are a lot of people that have asked me, you know, I think friends, like they're like, okay, you're a therapist. People love to start sentences oh like that. Yeah. You're a therapist. You know, I'm like, well, yeah, okay, you got, you got, <laughs> give me, give me 200 bucks. I'll tell you, I'll tell you a whole <laughs> exactly. bunch of stuff. Sign this paper right, right. here. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, you know, they'll say like, is it okay to break up via text? Mm-hmm. And I, it feels like you've kind of answered this for us that, you know, if the other, it, that sometimes is what the other if you consented person to wants. It. Sure. If they yeah. want. Yeah. And I, I think that there's a difference between delivering information in a way that gives the other person space to process it and feel it and prep them for a conversation mm-hmm. rather than like, you know, just dumping it on them. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. Uh, but that's different than avoiding communication and any conflict. Right. And just being like, hey, it's not working. Here's your stuff. Bye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is, you know, I think it's, again, it's that avoidance of, of maybe the feeling that you will have knowing or thinking about the feeling that you think somebody else may have in this situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I do usually recommend after three months or whatever that like you break up with them in like a kind, honest, yes. polite, like face to face or at least over the phone kind of way. Like 
there's there's a real relationship there, right? And you want to like respect it, and you want to be a good breaker upper, <laughs> uh, you know. Like, how would you break up with somebody? You know, because it's like my mind just goes to like, oh, like what we should all just kind of like practice that good old golden rule because like what would feel good mm-hmm. to hear? Mm-hmm. Um, do you think is that the same way that you would end things with somebody? Is first like kind of talking about it? Well, I want to let them know, ideally, I want to let them know even before I'm breaking up with them that I'm going on a journey where I'm feeling like this isn't working out. And like you said earlier in the podcast, um, you want to give them a chance to fix it. I mean, you don't have to, you could just like bail or, or, or whatever. That's fine. But like usually at three months or a year, even like, I want to let them know that I'm having doubts. I'm feeling like I'm not getting my needs met and here's my needs. And can we meet them? Um, so like, I want to give them a chance. I want to have like a few conversations before that are sort of like warming us up to the possibility of ending it. And then they kind of like understand that like, it could end possibly like it's sort of like on my mind. So it's not totally out of the blue. Cause like you're saying, like if it is out of the blue, put some work in. Yeah. Like when we're putting work yeah. in it and they feel like they're not like totally shocked or something. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to want to, I mean, ugh, ideally I want to kind of be like, I've had a really good time with you. There's like these things I'm going to remember that are very sweet. We've like created so many memories. Mm-hmm. This like isn't working for me anymore. I'm wanting something different or I'm not ready to be in a relationship with you right now or something like whatever the reason is like, I'm not feeling it. Um, it feels like it's, I think the, the, a lot of times I end relationships after two or three months because it feels too overwhelming. It feels like there's too much negativity. It feels like the honeymoon period is gone after like a month or two and I need it to last like at least six months or something. I don't know, longer than like a month or two. And there's too much processing or too much like arguing, too many disagreements. And so I'm going to like be like, this is, this relationship feels like it's a net negative. That's too overwhelming for me. And I need to be at this point being in a relationship after three months, I need it to still be like rainbows and butterflies most of the time. Not all the time. Yeah, yeah I feel it, it feels almost like maintenance mm-hmm. rather than uh, like rescue work, like, a, yeah. like emergency. Right. Kind of. It's like a different energy in the work in a relationship mm-hmm. where there is, you know, good stuff, healthy communication. Mm-hmm. It's not like it doesn't take work. It's just a different kind of work. Yeah. You're not like fighting what is. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I want to, but I want to leave them with like, I'm going to remember you fondly. I'm going to, and I don't know this might be a toxic trait of my, I don't know. I don't know why I'm labeling a toxic trait, but I like, I really want to stay friends. I want to stay in communication. I want to like, not everybody wants to do that. How does therapist Jeff feel about that? (laughs) Really though. (laughs) The thing is like, I think it's okay to be friends as long as you think you actually can be friends. So I want to hear about your dates. You're going to hear about my dates. Right. Like, yes. That's a very good question to ask. Do you think that you could be introduced to this person's mm-hmm. future wife right. or husband or exactly. whatever? And I might not yes. be able to do that right now, but I want to do that six months from now. So like, let's stay in contact, yeah. save my number. Maybe we can like be friends. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's really important to recognize that that we can get 
kind of addicted to people mm -hmm. and relationships and feelings that come with those people in those relationships. And, you know, just like you need time in the beginning to kind of like process mm -hmm. things and, and, and think in some space that, that there needs to be some time post breakup to become, to, to have the relationship. Mm -hmm transform into a friend yes and sarah this is included in my patented breakup talk where i say like how i want you to break up with me i'm also going to be like i'm going to block you we're going to block each other for three months yeah we're not okay. going to talk to See, each there other you, there's a fine months. time to use right. time i like i like yeah I'll love. yes <laughs> um because yeah i agree with sarah like there needs to be time to heal, and the best way to yeah. heal is to, like, have no contact, block them on social media. You don't have to block them in an aggressive, I hate you way, just being like, hey, yeah. I want to move forward and move on, and so I'm not going to, and you know, I'll yeah. unblock you when I feel like it. I had an ex who blocked me on Venmo <laughs> and Spotify. Yeah. I didn't even know you could block people. On the, I didn't even know you could, any of those things, and I was like, Wow. Cause then it like gave me a notice or something like that. Like some, somehow I found out or like, so, but I was like, Oh, that's, that's, okay. I, yeah, I've requested really, like really setting some boundaries. That is, those are some real, <laughs> real boundaries. I, I, I want somebody to tell me if they're going to block me, but, and, but, but I do know how to figure it out. Like if we have two iPhones and we're talking to each other. If you block me, then it's just going to like never be delivered. It won't like be, or it'll be like yeah. a green text. Yeah. Or if I call you, it goes straight to voicemail. It like never rings. Like you want to know. I want to know. Blocked. Just tell me if you're blocking me. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's how I that's feel funny. about it. I, I, I have friends who are so like, can't explain this nor who can't get over it that I am not, I am not friends with any of my exes. Yeah. Like when you're like, and it's hard for me to focus on anything that's like not right in front of me. Mm -hmm. And it's, so if, if they're friends from the past or like, like exes, like it's hard. I can't, I have trouble staying in contact with people I like. From <laughs> so like, I can't put a lot of energy into th relationships that aren't going to go anywhere. Uh -huh. And yeah, you know. I, I think I love that for you, Sarah. Like, I think that, 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 that works. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it yeah. does. And I never care about what they're up to either. Really? Yeah. You're not my best friend is very like oh, we got to know everything. Like she likes to know, you know, and mm -hmm. then kind of fills me in sometimes on different people. And uh yeah, but like yeah, I'm like yeah, yeah, yeah good. Hmm. I'm good. That's good. I'm always yeah. forever curious, forever ever. Yeah. Yeah, I want to know what's going on. Does it ever make you feel better finding out or knowing? Is there any answer that, or does, is it one of those things where your brain will just make, like, feel satisfied with, like, say they're with somebody, oh, I'm so much better, mm. or say they're single, oh, I knew they would be alone. Like, I mean, your brain is going to give you the answer that you want to hear in a way. That was me in my 20s, definitely. Like, I was yeah. comparing myself yeah. to who they were with then, next yeah. and feeling good or bad about it or something. Now, I mean, I'm going to have to really think about this, but like the, the thing that comes up for me is just like, they were a special person. They were important to me yeah. and it feels like it feels, it, it's just too jarring to like, not know yeah. exactly like they're, they hold a special place in my heart. And so I want to get like, I kind of want to know what's going on for them. And yeah. I'm, I'm only like still in touch with maybe 30% of my exes. So it's not all of them. There's only right. times where it's like actually appropriate. 
to do that in certain cases. But um, yeah, and I'm really good friends and very close with my ex-wife. Um, and yes, I think I could be friends with my ex-husband. Oh, really? He's like the one yeah. on the list that I would be like, yeah, I could be friends mm-hmm. with him. Yeah. So it's up to you. Because it feels just like we're just like different yeah. lifestyles, like mm-hmm. the wanting different things. Yeah. So <laughs> let's talk about that breaking up after you've been together for a really long time. You and I have both been divorced. Let's talk about divorce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get and, a lot of and- questions. For us to talk about our divorce, we might have to make uh, really? a whole separate episode some other Get time. Get out of here. Uh, it was funny because when we did that episode, I was like, nobody wants to hear about this. Uh, right? Yeah, no. But they do. They do. Oh, because it's such a – hello. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have gone through it. I heard once this funny saying that said uh, – Every relationship that ever existed, except the ones that people are in now, has ended. <laughs> Which is so true, but but yeah. so and most of those will end. So it's like everyone ever yeah. ended. And even if so, you stay no together worries. for the rest yes. of your life, one of you is gonna die first and the relationship is yeah. gonna end. Like it there's yeah. it's just grief. It's just grief from here on out, people. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like you're constantly connecting R- and grieving. Yeah. yeah. Whether it's with a pet or with a job or with a relationship or with your family, it's just grief after grief after grief. It's very hard yeah. to be here. And divorce when you're married, oh my <sighs> yeah. god, that is fucking heavy. I was I was I was married for like eight years together for ten years, so it was all yeah. like from like thirty oh, to it's like the same 40. time. It's like the, almost the same as us, mm-hmm. as us as in me and my ex husband. Right. Um, so, so that relationship was different because it was very long term. We we're very connected in lots of different ways, just like buying a house together or like going on like lots of vacations together, creating lots of memories together, families kind of like blending together or something like there's just sort of like getting a dog together. There was like so many things that we were doing. So we went to couples counseling. Like this was sort of like, you know, like there was like trouble and I I wasn't like thinking about getting divorced from her when we went to couples counseling, but it was like, oh, it could lead to like possibly like divorce. So before it gets to that point, I'm going to go to couples counseling. We're in couples counseling for almost two years and it was amazing. It was wonderful. We learned a lot. We also learned about our differences, which is Mm -hmm. something that you learn couples Uh counseling sometimes or like, oh, here's the differences. And there's some non, like you can't negotiate. We can't like meet in the middle or compromise here. And if that's the case, then we have to figure out like, can you accept the difference forever? Because they're sort of like solvable problems. Like, you know, fucking Kate's always late. Well, okay. She's going to do better and be on time. She got better and she was always on time. And that's a solvable problem. Uh, But a perpetual problem is just like, okay, we have like very different political values and we are very Mm -hmm. identified with our political values and that's not going to change. Or I have like a child with a ex and that child is going to be like coming in a house. I'm going to have like a relationship with my ex because we're Mm co-parenting and it's a perpetual problem that like causes tension in my relationship or something. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, so sometimes when you go to couples, you're like, here's our issues. And sometimes it's like, I want this much sex, but I only want that much sex or high libido, low libido. Um, and you just have to kind of like accept it or not accept it. And it got to the point where me and Kate were just sort of like, well, there's a handful of just maybe like two or three very important things that are creating per- perpetual problems that we can't do anything about. And a lot of times it's one of you that's going to ask for the divorce. 
And in my case, it was me. I was the one who asked for the divorce. And, you know, I had to do that three times because <laughs> it's so hard. It's so shocking to the system. It's so difficult for me and for her, I think. But for me, I was just like, I have no idea what my life is going to look like after this. Like, it's going to look drastically different. We have to sell the house. We have to move into different places. We have to go to a lawyer. We have to split up our shit. We have to, like, figure out our bank accounts. We have to, like, split up the car. I don't know. There's just, like, so many things that have to happen. And who knows what it's going to look like afterwards. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. And if you think back to some of the early episodes where we talked about what happens to your brain when you're under stress and what happens when you feel scared and being unsure about your future Mm. would absolutely cause some feelings of fear. Mm -hmm. And that makes your brain Mm. like take energy away from the parts that could solve those problems. Mm -hmm. And so like you can get caught in this just like, I don't know what to do spiral that kind of makes it so you you have to say it three times mm-hmm. yeah in a way exactly. sometimes it takes some time before you can really wrap your head around like yeah. what is what is it that i am giving up and you know i i asked myself and i said if nothing changed because mm. let's assume things aren't going to change mm-hmm. then how would i feel mm. And I was like, terrible. I was like, I don't want to feel this way anymore. I, I want to be able to, you know, I don't want to keep like living somebody else's life, mm-hmm. their idea of what an awesome life is. I want to live my idea. I want to have more shared ideas of what an awesome life is with my partner. Mm-hmm. And it felt there were too many things that, that we, I, I fell in love with like the idea of a version of myself that maybe I could one day be. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't even somebody that I really wanted to be. It was just like what television told me was right. Yeah. And like media and magazines and that. Mm-hmm. Like, and also like when you're in a long-term relationship, you, you're both individually going to grow as people. And I hope that yeah. you grow in the same way or in complementary ways, or you like grow and become even more similar or something. But there's a, there's a good chance that you're going to grow in opposite ways or yeah. different ways. And if that happens, then that means that like the relationship might not be able to stay together and it's nobody's fault really. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you're both evolving and in different ways that is not sustainable for the relationship. And that happens often. I think it was, wasn't it? It's like Esther Perel, the you know famous couples counselor that everyone loves. And she says, like, on average, you're going to be in three 
very like long-term, like deep, important relationships. And sometimes it's with the same person <laughs> where like uh-huh. that relationship evolves that. at like at least three times and, and we'll see if you stay together and yes. if it still works, but sometimes it doesn't and you go find another relationship, mm-hmm. you know, because you've become a different person. Yeah. And some yeah. people have a, um, uh, yeah, we grow at different, at different rates and, mm-hmm. You know, I think, I don't don't know if it's that, you know, I want to say that everybody has the same capacity for growth and for, um, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, like emotional, like communication and things like that. But that's not really the situation when like people have trauma past, like there's a lot that has to go into wanting to make changes, Mm -hmm. wanting to recognize the things that, that, um, you know, like where our problems stem from because well spoiler alert most of them are from you and from our (laughs) ourselves and and that's a really really hard thing to look at so a lot of people just don't have the the uh, ability to go there and that Mm. and that or or not at this time and that is is i think difficult and and because you you see that maybe one time you were matched and then mm-hmm. like, Oh, now I know more and I want them to like catch up and like, mm. you know? Yeah. And I, and I think Sarah and I both, you know, we're therapists. We believe in change. We help people change. Yeah. But just like Sarah was saying, like, I, I asked the question of like, if they never change, would you stay with yes. them? Because they probably are not going to change. Like Correct. it typically doesn't happen, but let's say, uh, it, they do change. Okay. Are, do you want to go on that journey with them? Cause that's going to take mm-hmm. years probably. Right. Yes. And it's always going to kind of be a part of them and they're going to like regress into that, whatever bad behavior or whatever you don't like or something. Mm-hmm. So you're also mm-hmm. like, so they're probably not going to change. If they do change, do you want to go on that journey with them? Mm-hmm. You don't have to. You, mm-hmm. and you can, you can get off this ride. You can go and, and it doesn't mean that you're abandoning them. Well, maybe I don't know, you're abandoning them in a, to a certain degree, but that's okay. Like mm-hmm. they yeah. can go do it on their own or with somebody else. Yeah. We can call it prioritizing you in the same way. Like uh, if you had, uh, uh, I don't know, some part of the ship, you know, like when there's da- like an air, I don't know, some part of a spaceship gets hit mm-hmm. and then they can like detach mm-hmm. that part and mm-hmm. let that go in a way you're abandoning that part of the ship yeah. but to save the rest of the ship at the expense of you know so right. like let's don't don't feel like yeah okay you're you're abandoning that part but sometimes you do like mm-hmm. you have to recognize when it's time to abandon ship like in my relationship there was no f- changing like what we fundamentally like didn't agree on and what we wanted for our lives mm-hmm. and, and what was important and what healthy relationships looked like mm-hmm. and communication and all this. So, yeah. woo, it is. Yeah. I'm but there's a cost of leaving yeah. and there's a cost of staying. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it, it, and it, it's okay. If you say the cost of leaving is too much and I'm willing to mm. deal with this, mm-hmm. no change situation. Mm-hmm. But you then know. go ahead and try to really accept the no change, right? Because right. then if you stay on right. the fence, you're resenting them, you're disconnected, you're 
contemptuous, you're punishing them in passive aggressive ways or something. Like totally. Can you accept that things aren't going to change and there's so many other lovely things about the relationship or it's serving you both in these different ways? Um yeah, it's it's the people that like sit on the fence forever where you're miserable and you're making your partner miserable because they deserve to be with somebody that's excited to be with them, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like, you know, my ex-husband has got has been remarried and I think this partner's way more suited for mm-hmm. like no, they're they're to the best of my knowledge, no pictures of camping on <laughs> anybody's Instagram feed. Yeah. So that's just how other people like it. Yeah, like tons it. on mine. So, <laughs> Sarah, I yeah. still get so many people like so sending cool. me memes about not camping. <laughs> I'm just like the not camping guy. Well, and- I I I love that you and I can can have such different opinions mm-hmm. on not just camping, but also how we'd like to be broken up with, exactly. and you know experiences and relationships and things like that so that you know maybe they're like it's kind of showing there's not a one size fits all and no right answer to all of the questions that you guys are sending in thank you so much um we are out of time because we just like i believe it or not but we'll probably continue this episode and talk more about our divorces on a a future episode Mm -hmm. uh but until next time we'll see you on the next episode this changes everything okay bye